0: We're listening to the Fistful of Popcorn podcast, welcome back to episode six of the Fistful of Popcorn podcast. Thanks for listening. Hola, uh, good day, mate. We're down under
1: today. Fistful podcast, down under. We got a whole bunch of riposies on the mic. Crikey, got some shrimps on the bobby. Shrimps on the bobby. I got Vegemite in the pantry. Some Vegemite, I, do, wait, do they eat Vegemite or Marmite?
2: Marmite, I think it's Vegemite. I, actually, Mar- both. I don't know. A dingo ate my what, damn what? baby. I mean, that's <laughs> for sure.
0: If you're a fucking fair and fucking full-grown Aussie, this is what you'd have for breakfast, you fucking dog cunts. A fucking VB long neck at 20 to 8 in the fucking morning. Get that up, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're talking about an Australian movie today. Uh, ignore our annoying or bad Australian accents. Uh... We're talking about Picnic at Hanging Rock, a 1970s Australian movie directed by Peter Weir, the director of uh, The Truman Show and Dead Poet Society, uh, some Hollywood classics right there. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've seen this a few times, Evan and, uh, can, or, damn, we never introduced ourselves.
0: Bro, they should know us by now. Yeah, okay, yeah, they know us by now. We're a fistful of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, this
1: we're, is, yeah. we're, we're a fistful of popcorn
0: you know us, you love us, but yeah, I have not, I, this is my first time watching this. I think Ken, this is your first time watching this too. Yeah.
2: This right. is my first time watching it as well. Not my first Peter Weir film. Cause you know, he's had some popular ones, but it's pretty cool that yeah, it's yeah. like, cause I didn't realize he was Australian. So you could probably, he probably has like a special place in his heart with this one.
1: Mm-hmm. One of his first films at a, it is a, uh, part of the Australian new wave, which was a pretty, uh, substantial film movement in the country. Uh, May know of like Mad Max and other movies like that that came from this uh uh movement of film. Uh, it reminds me a lot of like uh European like art house almost, but like has that Australian tinge to it for sure.
0: Definitely. Uh, Evan, where did you watch this at? Caught it on HBO Max. I don't think it was available anywhere else, but oh no, sorry, it's not Mac, it's not HBO Max anymore, it's just Max, Max, big Max. Yeah, I don't think it was available on anything else. It's uh,
1: it might be on the Criterion channel. I actually own the Blu-ray from Criterion. It's pretty cool. It comes with like the actual novel the film was based on. But my ass don't.
0: Oh shit, really? My ass
1: does not read. So uh,
0: (laughs) fuck no. Who the fuck reads? (laughs) This is
1: a movie podcast. Uh, If you want to listen to a reading podcast, go to like the library or something. I don't know. Bro,
2: start a book club. (laughs) Reading podcast. It's like they don't even go together. Why are you here?
1: The only reading we'll do is when Kent reads a manga
2: that's it, that is it. <laughs> i need a lot of pictures a lot of picture <laughs> yeah it
1: needs pictures or i'll read uh, where's waldo maybe
2: now you're talking and i, spy, book. I spy yeah
1: those are some good books for now us uh, the for hungry me. hungry caterpillar
2: uh <laughs> exactly <laughs> all
1: right so uh yeah uh picnic at hanging rock it's a very it's a horror movie but like not a traditional horror movie i would say uh very psychological a lot of it has to do with the mystery uh surrounding around the plot of the movie uh mm-hmm. you're not going to see any ghosts or ghouls in this but uh yeah, and the, or the, maybe the a note, maybe and gore
2: a... is just what cuts and scratches
1: yeah yeah so if you're a gore hound you might be a little disappointed but be patient with it be patient Yeah, because it is kind of uh disturbing in a very non-traditional sense but in a realistic sense realistic
0: yeah and even for, like, in a movie with a runtime of an hour 46, it really flew by for me, too. Like, it didn't even feel that long.
1: Yeah, I feel like every time I watch this movie, too, it has uh, definitely been, like, more and more of a breeze of a watch, and I get more and more out of it. It's definitely a rewarding watch.
2: Yeah. I think it rewards the watcher for multiple watches, too, because of the meticulous cinematography and stuff. Obviously, I'm jumping ahead, but, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: No, definitely, though. We'll
1: definitely get to it. Uh, and, uh... Yeah, this I actually first became aware of this movie in when I was in middle school. I had this, like, top 100 horror movies, like, book that my mom got me. And in the book, I saw this film in there, and it just looked so much different than the rest of the movies in that book. Which, like, it was different than Halloween and, like, Psycho and stuff like that. So I was, like, immediately drawn to it. And I didn't get a chance to watch until I got the Criterion Edition, like, probably in, like, somewhere around high school. And I've fallen in love with this movie ever since. I have, like, a very complicated relationship with it. I'm not, like, the biggest fan, but I think it's really uh, interesting. And it always intrigues me to watch this movie. And I love sharing it with other people because it's so different. Mm -hmm. All right. But uh, how about we get into this plot here?
0: For sure. Um, We get this very ominous opening. um, And we get these shots of uh, this this group of gals uh, getting ready for their... uh, presumed picnic at their, at the hanging rock. Yeah. It's, um, and they're in, they're in a dorm at their, uh, college. Um, Is it a co- I feel like it's more of like a
1: boarding school. I don't think it's like a college. I, I think they say college. college. I think there's a college. Okay. There's a college. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: I, did, I,
1: I, I thought they might've better a little, but it gives
0: more boarding. It, it gives more boarding school. Yeah. I,
1: I think, I thought they were a little bit younger,
2: but think about girls in the dorm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's basically girls in a dorm. Uh yeah. And this is very ethereal. It's very, like, a lot of the times watching this movie, I, like, thought in my head, this is a very Tumblr-esque movie,
0: but, like, not it's, in a... It's very Lana Del Rey. No, Tumblr, not, in a,
1: real. not in a negative connotation, because
2: it's just, like, it supersedes that, almost. It's like the but, OG, though. Like, it's, like, we're... It's a, yeah. For this real. Is, it, it was It was cool. Like, he was... Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that aesthetic, but it's totally that aesthetic.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, I can see someone, like, some art girl, like, posting all the, like, screenshots from this movie at, and, like, making her profile all, like, aesthetically pre- pleasing with that. Yeah,
0: every shot is a oh, Tumblr yeah. wet dream here. There's, like, there's, like, po- poem being recited. Oh, yeah. Every couple scenes. A lot of, yeah. like... Yeah. It's, like, yeah.
1: And the set decorating in this movie is, like, chef's kiss amazing. Like, I love, like... Oh, yeah. How, like, just... It nails that, 19, like, early 19th century or late 19th century vibe that the mm-hmm. film has going for it. hmm And, uh along with that, the cinematography is beautiful. I know Kent already remarked on that a little bit. And mm. the soft focus shots are, like, among the best in cinema. And it really harkens so back to a time when film felt more imaginative and more, like, dreamlike than... It felt more like a film than nowadays when things, things feel like... There's nothing separating a lot of movies from a YouTube video.
2: Yeah.
1: Like Cinematography-wise.
0: It feels like a work of art compared to just, like, pumping it out for money.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, it feels like a painting
1: yeah yeah, perfectly said kent it does feel like like almost like you're looking at paintings from the 19th like late 19th century
2: yeah oh i love mm-hmm. period pieces that really just take care mm-hmm. i mean whether it be something as simple as like jujutsu kaisen season two taking place in 2006 and they just make it feels like 2006 or stuff like this like you just you can't tell like uncut- tell uncut, gems. It uncut- 2012 yeah. do perfect example. Like 2012, he, like the, the he, weekend
1: he had he a haircut. Oh, he, he show me Quan bumping out of a car, driving right. around.
2: Like yo, my name is Deez. Deez what? Deez nuts. Thank you, like you care. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, so this opening is very ominous, and it really sets you into the mood of the movie. This very surrealistic, dreamlike uh, atmosphere going on, and the yep. the soundtrack too. It's really good. The pan flu, yeah, oh, it, yes.
0: it adds to the whole vibe. It's
1: very, yeah, adds to the ethereal. I keep saying the word ethereal, but it's really what it sounds like, what it feels like to watch this sometimes and hear mm. it.
2: Pretty kaleidoscopic
0: film, yep. But yeah, so uh, after we get this opening shot, we get, a, we, get we get introduced to Sarah, who's um, well, for, you know, got a... first
1: we get introduced to Miranda and like a few other uh girls that are uh, more of like. The popular ones more of like the definitely more like the popular girls in the school and Sarah is very much less so she is uh definitely like not treated the same as the other
0: girls in the school yeah she's a she's an orphan, so they mentioned that a couple times she she might be she might be Batman she's definitely batman, but uh she's told she isn't allowed to go on the picnic um yeah miss Appleyard doesn't want her to
1: yeah the the uh the school is going on like a trip to this hanging rock it's called uh that is called hanging rock and it's like where they're supposed to go and like we ba- go on holiday basically and like spend the day and uh they make yeah. a big deal about this and like talk about how unsafe the rock is It's like why would you even go if it's like that unsafe
0: yeah they're like you can go you know to the bottom of it but like don't go up the rock yeah and miss <laughs> even though there's clear there's some there's some there's some paths throughout like that they're like going on you, you'll you see eventually but like but the, like they don't go up the paths like but there's paths there <laughs> yeah
1: so like yeah and miss appleyard uh, has a great quote of saying once again let me remind you the rock itself is extremely dangerous you are therefore forbidden any tomboy foolishness in the matter of exploration even on the lower slopes
0: yep god and they say multiple times there's venomous snakes and poisonous ants
1: to remind you the vicinity is renowned for its venomous snakes and poisonous ants of various species. It is, however, a geological marvel. On- oh, yeah. It is mentioned multiple times. It is Australia, though, so I guess <laughs> Yeah, you- they're
2: like, we are in Australia. Yeah. The world will kill you.
3: And be careful, there could be snakes.
1: Which, speaking of, oh. what is, which is your, your. I mean, obviously, the bugs and the reptiles probably suck, but, like, what is your favorite Australian, like, creature?
0: I like a wombat. Wombat.
1: Ooh. I'm partial to the koala. Oh. They, they just look so grumpy. I, I I can only imagine seeing one in the wild and just, like, freaking out.
2: Yeah. So it's cool. I'm pretty sure koalas are, like, the most useless plant, animals on the planet. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Pan, pandas. Pandas are pretty bad. No,
2: but I think koalas, because, like... From something I heard, like they're also like sexually abusive or something, like something uh, so silly. Like they just suck and they're lazy.
1: Dolphin jeans.
2: Yeah, dolphins are on some psychopathic stuff, but I don't know. <laughs> I think we talked about kangaroos in the last episode, if I'm not mistaken, but they're just so ripped, dude. Like, <laughs> they are, so Jack. It's crazy. Can you imagine fighting one? <laughs> no. Like, like kangaroos. I remember I had a Yu Gi Oh card with a kangaroo, and he was just like an absolute unit. Like, it's a Yu Gi Oh card with a kangaroo. There's it. a Yu Gi Oh car for everything. <laughs> I remember
1: as a Tekken character that was a kangaroo. So sick. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, uh, Miss Appleyard is honestly a bitch. Yeah, she sucks. She's pretty awful. I would hate to have her as a head, headmistress.
0: Yeah, she seems like a stereotype. She's stereotypical, like mean headmistress. You
1: know? Yeah, uptight Brit, or not Brit? I guess British. Like Australians are just like Southern Brit, like Southern Brit, like, like yeah, <laughs> like a red, like a redneck Brit, I'd say. Yeah. Sorry if any Australians listening to us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Aussies,
2: sorry. They're good for
0: it. <laughs> but uh. yeah, so they're 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 going along. They're going to the, the going to the picnic, and uh, met, uh Mademoiselle de Depo- oh no. Uh, Miss McCraw, sorry, yeah, we get we, they, they go along with two chaperones. Yeah, Miss McCraw and Mad, the Mademoiselle de Poitiers.
1: Yeah, it's French. Uh, I will that. say a lot of yeah. the people kind of look similar, so I would get uh, de Poitiers and McCraw mixed up a little bit here and there because yeah. they do look pretty similar. They're all wearing the same outfit. And I will say the costume yeah. is amazing, like, it's like very, mm-hmm. like you can tell they it was a labor mm-hmm. of love to make these outfits for a movie, and like, yeah. Just decoration, in general like the people, the places, everything.
0: Yep. And uh, Miss McCraw gives a little background to the Hanging Rock with, along with uh, the stagecoach driver, uh, Mister Hussy.
1: Mister H- Mister Hussy.
0: Yep. And they're talking about how it was a uh, vault There's a volcanic eruption a million years ago, and apparently that's recent, according to Miss McCraw. So. Thought that was funny. <laughs> hey, if,
1: if relatively, it is recent, I guess. But yeah, and yeah so they, 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 they make it there. Yeah, They arrived to hanging rock. It's pretty ominous. You got this like droning soundtrack whenever you, like, is that it's actually kind of a mix? Cause sometimes you'll get like a very like beautiful sounding like pan flute soundtrack. And sometimes it's like a very mm-hmm. ominous, like droning, like synth soundtrack that like gives it a yep. very like menacing vibe.
2: Yeah. Very uncomfortable.
1: You're not really sure what mm-hmm. to think of it really. And it's it's very like, I mean it's a very striking li- landmark. I mean it's a reason why they definitely visit it is because it's very striking and
0: yeah. Um, so then once once they arrive there, they're uh, they they make it to their spot and then we get introduced to Michael, who is the nephew of the colonel and the colonel's uh, wife, and um he ventures off after he the his parent or his aunt, aunt and uncle are fed and he meets his friend Albert, who is like the uh. He the is the lad. Hand. He is the lad. Yeah. He's like their horse carrier or horse hand. I don't know what you would call it. But the uh lad,
2: yeah. He
0: is the <laughs> yeah. lad.
1: Oh, he is the like the Aussie. He, like he is drinking VBs, yeah. long neck style. Oh, yeah. He is yeah.
2: No, literally. He called them the Sheelus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh they share like a rather awkward drink, I thought. They're like, oh, he's, like, yeah. you want to drink? And he like they, like, weirdly pass it to each other.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. That exchange was great. I love that, like, kind of, like, long shot of them going back and forth. I think I put that in my notes of them just kind of... Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I love his accent. Oh, I, I was... I couldn't mm-hmm. get enough. I was like, oh, this is the Chad of the story. This is the Himbo Chad.
0: <sighs> For sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, uh,
1: while at Hanging Rock, they're really not doing much. They're just kind of sing around. It looks kind of like yeah, a boring, boring trip. I mean, I guess this is what you did. I mean... You could, like, at least, like, no one's talking to each other, but, uh... few. better than hanging out
0: with Miss Appleyard, though. Yeah, I guess
1: you're right. Uh, Sorry, poor Sarah. But, uh, (laughs) the, uh, a few girls, like, Miranda is, like, the main one. Like, she is, like, kind of, like, our... She's the it girl. Yeah. I forgot if if it was McGraw or Depoitier who said it, but they... She describes her as a Botticelli angel.
2: Now I know.
3: What do you know?
1: Miranda angel. And, uh, that's kind of, like, how we're supposed to view her as, like, this angelic figure. And mm-hmm. th- in more ways than one, she goes up and, like, she has a very ethereal quality to her as well. Like, the way the f- camera lingers onto her and, like, the way she talks is, like, very, like, dreamlike almost. Yeah. But, uh, her and a few other girls decide to, like, walk up towards the, uh... The hanging rock, like go on a trail, and I guess they kind of let them, even though they're talking about how dangerous it is all the time. Mm-hmm. But another thing that people know at the same time they start to leave is that the clocks, like they're uh, the uh, stopwatches, and do they have watches? I guess stopwatches. Are, stopwatches. They, yeah. they all stop. Like the time that yep. is like no longer moving.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. sto- it stops on twelve. Stops on twelve. Yeah. yeah, so the group of girls is Miranda, Marion, Irma, and Edith Edith uh, tags along Unfortuna- Miranda, Unfortunately, Marian, Edith,
1: she kind of sucks But like the way people treat her in yeah. this movie is pretty unfortunate Why
3: can't we just sit on this log and look at the ugly old rock from here?
0: Yeah. She, she's like, unfor- Go ahead. I, I'm using air, I'm using air quotes behind the the microphone. She's like unfortunately like the like ugly like fat. Girl, she's the right, dog
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Al- Albert duff. describes yeah. Al- Albert says. a little fat one was going to take a bath
0: when she falls in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, Al- Michael and Albert watch them as they cross the creek. They're like that. having a
1: crack. Truly having yeah. a crack. It's in their nature. Yeah. They're, Albert- au- they're
0: Australian. Albert thinks they're all baddies except for Edith, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. He's no, like, look no, at the legs of that one.
1: No love for thick queens out here, uh, but
0: apparently not.
1: Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're but when Miranda walks by last, they're kind of transfixed on her. They uh, like watch, like they watch her leave. Like she like gives them a look back, and you can tell mm-hmm. they like she has a she has a striking presence, or she has a significant presence on people that. Meet her, and this goes back to Sarah, who was actually sadly stuck at school being harassed for not memorizing poems by Miss Appleyard while this whole event is taking place at the Hanging Rock. But I've noticed at the beginning she definitely has a crush on Miranda.
0: Yeah, they uh they definitely have a thing going on, like, um, like in the opening scene right at the end, they have like a little exchange where um. They like, they say they love each other. And then Miranda's like, I'm not going to be here forever.
1: Yeah. And she, like, Sarah is probably the person most, like, affected by the, or I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but the events yeah, yeah. that take place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they make it to the top despite being told the dangers. And then Edith, Edith is complaining a lot. Yeah. It's pretty, um, yeah. She, and then random. Yeah, go for it. No, nah, it's all good. I, I was just going to say okay. she was, like, really annoying. <laughs> yeah she she does start to complain quite a bit but yeah randomly the two blondes uh marion and miranda take their shoes off and their uh like stockings and socks and they decide to just wander further up the hill and then edith and irma are like where are you guys going and then just decide to follow them and then they make it up to the top they all lay down and take a nap at the same time like randomly they, they, they reach they're, they're like acting
1: a, very erratic
0: yeah they reach like a i don't know almost like a like a a spot that looks very like, I don't know, like something's going on at the spot. Yeah,
1: it's like almost, all almost just, ritualistic.
0: Kinda, yeah, and they all lay down and take a nap, but then it cuts to the picnic area and everyone there is also asleep, except for Miss McCraw.
1: And I thought at this moment uh, do they not have ticks in Australia?
0: I was thinking about that too, what? actually. They have venomous snakes and poisonous ants. Oh, yeah, I mean, but that's bad enough. Lyme disease, though. I mean, there's gotta be ticks.
1: I think Lyme disease is actually something that came along later on and people have like oh, really? theories about it and stuff like that yeah interesting yeah like conspiracy theories about lyme disease which honestly sometimes i'm reading it and i'm like i i kind of buy some of this but uh <laughs> we'll leave we'll, we'll leave that for uh another podcast at a different time
0: yeah but um yeah so the they wake up and uh, the three girls minus Edith continue further up, and Edith sees the three just like, want, sand, like, walking she away. She is
1: sandbagging the group, but at this point, they're, like, done with her.
0: <laughs> yeah, but she, she, just, she just screams and runs away.
1: Uh, there's, like, really beautiful cinematography throughout this whole sequence. I love the way they film through, like, the crevices of the rocks and, like, yeah. combined with mm. the, the very, like, dream-like sound design. I keep using words that describe, like, dreams and stuff like that, but it's, like, Really the way this film is like presenting itself is like a, a dream. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the lighting and everything. Yeah.
1: And then I, I noticed like back at the, the the camp or not the camp like basically the camp. Home base at the uh hanging rock where the rest of the group is. The old lady, like one of the teachers is just reading a math book. Like who just reads a math yeah, book? M-
0: Insane behavior. I think she's the math teacher, but it is strange.
1: Reading a math book? She's
0: like, yeah. she's like looking she's like looking at they show the book and it's, it's like cr- pictures equation. of angles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the yeah like oh, she's thing. just she just studying, she's just studying them.
2: <laughs> I thought that would mean learned something, like it was like a deeper message or something for a second there.
0: That's what I thought. Now she's learning about sine and cosine. And yeah, jeez, I hate that shit.
2: <laughs>
0: Awful. Um, but yeah, so it cuts away to uh, we see the maid Minnie is just sleeping with a guy um, who later is turns out hey, to be she, like a uh, she's having a crack. Yeah, he's he's like a hand around the um schoolyard. Like a butler almost. Kind of. Yeah, and then um Mrs. Appleyard summons her and uh she Appleyard mentions how late it is and the girls still aren't back. And then um they they do be- come back and arrive and the mademoiselle says that something terrible has happened and Miss McCraw is uh left at the rock along with um well they well they don't explain yet, but so after the Mademoiselle explains that uh, Miss McCraw was left, they all rush inside, and Mister Huzzy, the uh, stagecoach driver, explains that Mary and Irma, and Miranda all went missing up the rock. And then, when everyone woke up from Edith's screams, they noticed that Miss McCraw uh, was missing from the group. Mm-hmm. So she she took off. We don't know. We don't know where yet. We don't know what happened with her quite yet. Um, but. The police send out a search party. And, well, one
1: thing I noticed about the like the police in Australia, they, do they make them wear those goofy ass hats that they wear in Britain too? Like, why? Oh, that's do they have...
0: the
2: police hat. I mean, they think American police hats are probably goofy.
1: <laughs> American police hats, as bad as they are, they're not that goofy. Yeah, man, those are pretty. Goofy. I mean, they they're all kind of on that same vibe. I mean, if you're a cop, you're wearing a goofy hat, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, those British hats are something. British pants. British pants. British hats. So, yeah now if, after this uh they they interview edith and she's not really saying much she doesn't really like she do, can't even really process what happened at all
3: mm-hmm.
2: and the
1: police kind of like make remarks like oh the little dumpy one doesn't know what's going on
2: yeah and, <laughs> more haha <laughs> fat girl funny jokes Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like
1: jesus like this person just like you have no idea what she just went through and just making t- slide remarks on her weight and stuff like that like jesus yeah but uh, yeah, then they start to send out a search party to find the rest of the group.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get uh, they get the, the local townspeople to do some some searching, more, more shots of the rock, and then um, they uh, talk to Michael, and he explains that he just saw them walk up the rock, and they didn't see much else. And then they take Edith back to the rock to like see if they, she remembers anything, you know, see where she was, and uh, she doesn't remember much except that she saw Miss McCraw going up the hill as she was running down and screaming. And Miss McCraw was wearing no pantalone.
2: No
1: pantalone.
2: <laughs> they made that very clear. No pantalone. Very clear.
1: <laughs> one thing I did notice about this movie is like how much they em- like emphasize like women in their body and their sexuality. Like at one point, there's a doctor that literally is like there to check to see like.
2: If the I mean, like, hymen is, it, is still intact, yeah. yeah if they're still intact if they're going yeah, mixing. Yeah. Which I mean I get that's yeah.
1: like a like a concern of people, but like that seems to be people's first concern with these women.
2: Yeah, because people treated women yeah. like cattle up until like yeah. two thousand and thirteen, bro. There's almost like a there's almost <laughs> <laughs> there's
1: almost like a perverse curiosity about the like sexual lives of these like young women. And like yeah, right. the whole the whole media circus is around like that like like, almost fear of that happening. Yeah, It's like an obsession. It's like the whole society feels so repressed, too, like, with the boarding school and all that, and the people around there. People are sneaking to have sex and stuff like that. It's like obsession with sexuality and, like, such a repressed, like, sexual society, almost.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, we we cut to Michael and uh, Albert talking, and um, Michael says that, uh, or Albert says that, you know, a week out there would kill them, but Michael's like, doesn't accept that. And he decides to go out alone and um, look for himself. And then Albert meets him with the two horses, so they both go up there. And then they end up empty-handed. They don't find anything. But Michael insists on staying the night at the rock uh, to continue searching. Yeah. And Albert decides to go home and then tell his uncle that he uh passed out at the bar. <laughs> hey, true lad. True true Aussie <laughs> lad right there. True lad covering for the friend. Yep. Drinking a fosters. Real homie. Yep. Real Evan, name. have
1: you ever drink enough, drink drinking? Have you ever drink Have you ever drunk a Foster's
0: <laughs> I have not, but I've 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 heard that apparently that's not even like a real like Australian beer.
1: Like But the can's so cool looking.
0: The can the can is cool, like the, the chubby fat can. The oil can. But apparently that's not even like what they drink over there. They drink like they have like, their own like. V- real, uh, yeah. I think, I, I,
1: think, I think that stands for Victoria's like, best.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think I don't think it's even made in Australia. I think it's made in America. Let me look that up real quick.
1: If I was ever to break edge in Australia, I'd be drinking a Cold
0: Ones. Got to.
1: I think that's the place, too. Uh, Evan, Evan, are you going to get a Cold Ones if they, like, manufacture and, like, release it? Like, the beer?
0: The actual Yeah, why not? That'd like the cool. Cold Ones guys on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, absolutely. Foster's is brewed in Texas. <laughs> oh, damn. What the fuck? <laughs> It's not even Australian like, <laughs> but did It came it... from Australia But like yeah. It's so funny
1: It's like saying I guess like Budweiser isn't American anymore Like it's manufactured In Germany now Or whatever Or Belgium
0: Yeah All I know is I'm
2: not drinking that In Azerbush <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Bro. god Kent I didn't know you watched Cold One. That's sick I didn't know Oh yeah Um What's his face? Uh shout out, shout out to shout out to Brandon. Um he put me on uh what's his face? The girl's good friend Lee's boyfriend Brandon. So shout out to Brandon. Oh
1: gotcha got gotcha. Yeah, no me and Evan have been watching cold ones since like the first like video. I love cold ones.
2: Yeah, those guys are silly. Yeah. So some, some of the
1: best content on YouTube, honestly. Did you no, watch the video real. of them going to the world's loneliest bar in the the middle of the outback? I
2: did not, but that sounds pretty funny. That's pretty funny.
0: Honestly, It's cool you bring that up because like there's some like you know it's very like sort of Hanging Rock esque.
2: It's on topic. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah this pub they go to is like in the middle of nowhere, kind of like kind of like Hanging Rock. They could have
1: ended up at Hanging Rock.
0: Maybe they could have.
1: Instead, they what what was the city they ended up in?
2: The Kubepi Phantom is dying. Press like
0: if you're a true pedophile
2: (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling up the video just so I can get the vibe of Australia.
0: Most remote pub. I almost thought
1: like this felt almost Midwestern at times. I don't know why. Uh, I wrote it in my notes, but now I'm like trying to struggle to figure out why I wrote that. Probably because the
2: Midwestern is extremely lonely. It's extremely lonely. And that's kind of like a thing I've noticed people say about the Midwest is how, like, I was, um, like, I feel like I've said this before, um, talking about how, like, when people. Travel from other countries when driving through the Midwest, it's nothing but McDonald's, gas stations, and then just cornfields. Yeah, and then taking it's the, just Ohio- yeah.
1: the Ohio Turnpike is brutal. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost like, I'm because I, I, I'm moving soon. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna keep this in the pot or whatever. We're gonna cut this, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to take like the uh Ohio Turnpike or like literally, I've been thinking about taking an extra hour to go like not through that because it sucks so much.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you can avoid it, avoid it.
1: Because you also get fucked with charges, too, with, like, the fucking tolls and everything. But, like, if you go an extra hour, I guess you're paying that same amount with gas. With gas.
0: True. So, whatever. Oh, right. Just
1: depends on what I like more. But,
0: uh, yeah, where were we at again? Um... Albert returns the next morning to the to the rock. Yeah, to, and, to uh, find
1: where Mike like see what's up with Michael.
0: Michael did, did himself a favor by leaving a trail of paper, so Albert, you know, follows that and finds Michael uh, all sickly and uh, barely hanging on. Yeah, they, and he, rushes to get help. He got bushed. He got bushed. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, what um, that's that's
1: a that's a f- phrase phrase they throw around quite a bit.
3: People are being bushed before death as
0: far as i'm concerned what's well, the stone end of it getting pushed. <laughs> but yeah so uh just before they take him away in like the little ambulance stagecoach, michael hands albert a piece of one of the girls skirts and he takes it as a sign to run back up and continue the search um but when he when he runs back up there he finds uh irma the the brown-haired girl of the three and she's not well, but still hanging on.
1: Somehow she and, survived a week in the bush.
0: Yeah. So he they they get her help, and the search party gathers, and the police then like tell them all to go home because you know in quotes there's nothing they can do, as if the police did like anything in the first place. Just Albert and Michael found them basically. Yeah. Literally. The police <laughs> like bro, there's a ton they could be doing.
1: <laughs> the police haven't. The police haven't done shit. They haven't like even like attempted to go up these trails like any further than like no like where are the people no. where the people would actually be at.
2: No, they're just yeah. kind of making a joke
1: out of it. They have children out there. Classic police, and it's like, it reminds me a lot about twin. Uh, like, the whole film kind of reminds me of Twin Peaks a lot. Like the whole like fact that there's like a mystery going on, and like you're not really sure like how Kinda, it's going yeah. to be resolved. It's very twin, like very Lynchian almost. I mean, Lynch came around the same time as this, almost like uh, Eraserhead, it. but like he didn't like evolve his style until having that Lynchian tendency until later on with like the mystery and stuff, like until Blue Velvet yeah. at least. But it reminds me of, like, the Blue Velvet storytelling or, like, the, uh, like, Twin Peaks or Mulholland Drive. Yeah,
0: especially the Twin Peaks, because it's kind of, it turns into, like, a whole, like, obviously we saw with the, the search party of the townspeople being, like, let's go look for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, kind of, like, a whole a whole town's town And the thing. whole
1: town yeah. is, like, obsessed with the mystery, and, like, they have, like, it, yeah. it, it, uh. It almost feels like they like the whole town has their own secrets and hidden like especially like Miss Appleyard and like Sarah and like all these characters have these different like things going on with them.
3: Yeah,
2: definitely. How one one thing can affect so many people. Yeah.
1: It's like hidden under the surface almost. And yeah. I would I wouldn't be surprised. Uh there's a film from the sixties called uh La Ventura. It's like a uh Italian word. By Mike uh, uh, Michelangelo, Michelangelo Antonioni, uh, he's a surrealist filmmaker. He's like a, like a very like influential art house filmmaker, and he in that L- La Ventura it follows a lot of the beats of the story a lot. Like it, it's very closely follows the beats to the story. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Peter mm. Weir had a uh, or at least because this is based on a book, but. We'll get to it. Um yeah. will we'll, yeah. put put it in my back pocket till later.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the next next couple of plot points are pretty quick. Um Mrs. Appleyard mentions to Miss Lumley, one of the teachers um at the school, that multiple students are planning on leaving next term. Plants a seed there.
2: The crack starts to crumble. Yeah, I feel yeah. it almost feels like
0: like the floodgates are open after this event happened. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Yeah uh michael's doing fine and is watching over irma who is uh who's residing at his place at his uncle and aunt's place shout out michael top lad mike for real a stand-up guy uh wait is top
1: lad a uh andrew tate thing just top g you're good okay whew. i was like oh did i just <laughs> don't worry i didn't want to i didn't want to throw some uh some some uh
0: dog whistles out there Mm-mm. um Sarah's called into Miss Appleyard's office, and her tuition is overdue, and she will be sent away back to her, um, orphanage if her guardian, uh, doesn't pay it.
1: And we all, we also find out that the orphanage that Sarah stayed at, she was abused in. They treat her very cruelly, and I mean, more cruelly than Miss Appleyard treats her.
0: Yeah, they- they shaved her head because she wanted to run away to the circus.
2: Yep, a poor girl.
0: Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so the search party is now, like, the whole thing is like a spectacle, like we were talking about, um. Has garnered a lot of attention from like newspapers. There's like people. There's like like you know old timey paparazzi taking pictures in front of like the schoolyard.
1: Uh, Miss Appleyard only cares about like her reputation, and at this point, like it's 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 seeping over the edges. Like there's no really like way to like stop the press from like exposing what happened or like digging a little deeper into this boarding
0: school. Yeah, so she's trying to glue the cracks as it's everything's crumbling. But Irma eventually wakes up. And tells Mademoiselle that she remembers nothing from that day, unfortunately. And then Michael starts getting, like, visions and starts seeing uh, Miranda and swans. Swans kind of become a motif for him. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. they're almost like, he, there's one scene where he's, like, um, he's in his backyard looking at the the pond. And there's swans, like, going. He's talking about how beautiful they are. And it's very similar to the shot of them when they first watched them like cross the creek.
1: Yeah, yeah. I noticed like Miranda and Swans like he kind of equates the two together almost.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, she's yeah. beautiful like a swan because I think that one teacher was in love with her.
1: I think a lot of people were in love with her.
3: Yeah.
2: The one the, the one chick specifically like... Sarah. I was like, okay. Yeah, little girl. Relationship there. Sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background. Let well, me... I, mean, why can I, I ask it, yeah. No, let him cook. What is he trying to say? He
1: said... Uh, Margot yeah, he- Margo is trying to bark at whoever's in front of my house right now.
2: Oh, she is, uh, So she's she's saying that I think I heard what she's trying to mean. What she, what what Margo's trying to say is that Miranda <laughs> is deeper than just uh, a character and like a girl that is going somewhere. She, I don't know. I I, I can't. Yeah. You know, it's 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 she's deeper than that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, shout out Margo for that. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Margo. That insight. Uh. But thank uh. You. It, it really gives laura palmer vibes twin peaks mm-hmm.
0: uh no for real like just like how everyone's obsessed with her and, and how she went missing yeah there's
1: all these stories and like it feels like her her disappearance is like so catastrophic to the like the whole like society revolving around this mm-hmm. sc- uh, boarding school at large yeah and almost like the other two people that like much like in twin peaks like you have uh you know uh ronette polanski and like other people that go missing and they don't truly have the same effect that laura palmer did
0: yeah because because marion marion is also still missing but they only really talk about miranda yeah exactly same same vibe for sure but uh irma Le- irma decides to leave yeah, she said nothing you know, of the school. yeah i don't who could blame her literally um but before she does she like is saying goodbye to everybody and all the girls started to, like, swarm her, like, demanding answers on what happened.
1: This is one of the few, like, scenes I had, like, issues with. I feel like it was felt pretty unbelievable.
0: It's pretty awkward, too. I kind of just threw it in there. It felt like a little, I don't know, it's a little choppy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like the... Like, Peter Weir, like, the filmmakers, like, didn't really know exactly how to close on the film. Because yeah. there's a few scenes that are, like, coming up, were coming up towards the end, and there's a few scenes that yeah. felt a little bit, like, yeah. either they didn't spend enough time to, like, give it its proper, like,
0: oomph. Like, I feel like this one could have been cut out, and it would have, the story would have had the same effect. Or like, at really least, didn't...
1: like, they could have, like, went at it a different way. Like, it just felt pretty unbelievable, and, like... I guess it's very nightmarish, but like still. Just yeah. I think it was I, like about yeah.
2: the, the panic and the anxiety. It almost yeah. feels yeah. like I I don't know if you guys saw that Ari Aster film Bo is Afraid, where it's like it's from the psyche of the of the guy Bo, and like the outside world may not be this serious, but in his head it is. It feels mm-hmm. like everyone's mm-hmm. attacking him. And I'm not, you know, I think that, yeah, it was a little bit, you know not out of place i guess it was a little out of place but at the same time yeah the execution wasn't completely there i do get the whole like kind of panic aspect of it
3: yeah i
1: felt like it represented the the tensions boiling over at that point like it it almost like and then after this i mean we're gonna get like a boom 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 of some crazy stuff happening
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and it it feels like so like out of nowhere because i feel like like the last like probably 30 minutes before us not much has really happened ever since like michael found irma
2: yeah Mm -hmm. it's it almost felt like it kind of started to get stagnant the search wasn't going anywhere but then tension started to rise because the anxiety the girls were like are they dead everyone's just tripping out and then Mm -hmm. it's just like as this stuff is just boiling over you also see the head mask mad mistress her hair is getting all disheveled she's starting to trip out. She's drinking, She's drinking a lot. She's drinking, yeah. She's
0: throwing the bottles back. And then we see that right at the end of that scene, um, the abuse starts to happen again with uh, Sarah. They have her, like, strapped to this, Yeah, like, Yeah, so wall.
1: what did you guys make of that? Because I feel like it just came out of nowhere, almost.
0: It's, it's again, pretty, pretty out of left field. Like, I feel like they could have let that one, like, grow a little bit, or at least, like, I don't know.
1: Like, because it could have sh- shown out. Because, like, I, I thought she was just, like... I don't know, like, I didn't know who put her there, or, like...
0: Look, so basically, they're in a, they're in, like, a ballet class, it looks like, and Miss Lumley's playing the piano, and then all of a sudden, like, you look let go. like, so how, how jarring and awkward the scene is where they're all coming up and, like, yelling at Irma, it just cuts over to Sarah, who doesn't really have an expression on her face, she looks like she's, like, pretty content with just being strapped to this wall. Literally, Oh, yeah, she's and then, so
2: apathetic at this point. It's very, yeah, so it's, it's very it, blink and you miss it, it, too.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, again, it's, I don't know, it's a little weird, they could have, honestly like that could have added more to like the emotion and like just like how scary the you know what everything's going on is but like i feel like they could have let that one grow a little bit yeah at least or not just haphazardly kind of throw it at the end
1: exactly no i agree for sure
0: but um yes we're we're getting we're getting to the end here but uh miss Appleyard is drunk in her office and she's like crossing off names that are obviously leaving and miss lumley comes in and tells her that she's also leaving and leaving the uh, leaving the school um so Appleyard goes into Sarah's room to tell her that uh, she will be going back to the orphanage.
1: We're in dire straits at the school at this point.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, so after we find that, we get we cut to the scene of the gardener in his uh, greenhouse. And he finds Sarah's body um, in the garden, like, through the, broke, through the ceiling. And presumably, presumably either she jumped off or was thrown off. It wasn't clear. And then he rushes to tell Apple Yard, who she's just sitting in her office um, with all her bags packed. Delusional. Yeah, looking delusional.
2: Mm-hmm. Losing it.
0: Yeah. It takes us right, right into the end, though. Um, the uh, we get a narrator, um, which I'll explain my thoughts on. I, I'll explain it now. I didn't, I didn't like the narrator. I thought it was weird.
1: Yeah, I feel like there could have been. I, I feel like if you didn't have them, it would almost have a better effect.
0: Yeah, I cuz cause cause while the narrator's talking, so I'll just explain that real quick. The narrator explains um that her body was that Miss Appleyard's body was found at the base of Hanging Rock and it was presumed that she fell while trying to climb it. And then the search for Marion and Miranda and Miss McCraw continued for a few years, but nothing turned up and it still remains a mystery to this day. Yeah. But I feel like like during the narrator talking, they do all these like, you know, the the pretty um shots of like the rock and like all the girls and stuff. And I feel like it would have been, I know, had a better effect if they just would have had like some white text at the bottom, pairing mm-hmm. it with the music. I feel like the narrator like came out of nowhere yeah, that's and it was, like a man's
1: voice. That's a good point. I, I feel like that. Lack of consistency. Yeah. And yeah, I, 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 don't know. I feel like, like, because it, it kind of closes on Miss Appleyard and then there's still a little bit more. Well, I feel like closing of yeah. Miss Appleyard and having that text on the bottom might have been better. But like you said, like having the stuff still play with the text would be yeah. a better choice.
0: But other than that, I thought it was. Top notch. You were a big fan. I was honestly a big fan.
1: Oh, awesome! I, I honestly expected this to almost be a dud with you guys, so I was oh, like, no, I was I, really, yeah. Go ahead. I thought it was I was really curious to see how you guys like would react to it because it is a really slow burn and like it's really not like traditional narrative wise. But I'm really happy to hear you guys enjoyed it because it's it's definitely like not for everyone, I'd say.
2: No, but there's a yeah. lot to appreciate. I don't. I hate to sound pretentious to say it's like an expert level film. But it's definitely something where if you're not really paying attention to the cool details, you're not really gonna appreciate it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like, I feel like this more like is very rewarding for multiple watches, and like it just yeah, definitely and and like and like it's like a true vibe. Like I hate to say, it, like I, I hate how like vibe and like aesthetic it's, it like,
2: is like though been bastardized it is, it really as is. terms at this point. But like, it really is a vibe. Yeah. Like, I want to actually recommend this to my girlfriend. I think she would actually get a kick out of this because she likes yeah. um she's she's a big she likes sofia coppola's films like she likes oh, yeah. virgin um, spring I, I
1: feel like has taken some mistakes from this or yeah, not virgin exactly. spring. yeah virgin, virgin suicides. suicides it reminds virgin me a suicides, lot of that yeah. and
2: she's a bit she loves it's one of her yep. favorite
1: movies um so, i, I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if sofia coppola liked this movie
2: oh i'm sure it's, yeah. it might be in her top five just because yeah. it reminds me so much of that let's get letterboxd ask her top four low-key right yeah
0: as soon as you made the uh, Twin Peaks the comparison, I like that's what clicked for me. That's good I mean, too, yeah, I like it's, that one too. It's the same, it's this, it's the same vibe. That's a yeah. good like. comparison so, like, for That's sure. why I liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I definitely want to uh, delve in some mystery here because, you know, it ends on kind of like a cliffhanger. You don't know yeah, what right. happened to these people. And uh, before we get into that conclusion, like I wanted to talk about what happened to Sarah. What What do you, what do you think went on with Sarah?
0: Um, no, no, no. I don't know. I could see her not because like you know she was abused and she didn't want to go back to the abusive orphanage. Mm-hmm. That she you know felt like she had no other way out. Mm-hmm. So you think? However, you think it
2: might be suicide?
0: Could have. I I think it's I think it's you know plausible. But I also could see Miss Yard She was clearly. Cuckoo.
2: Yeah. She was manipulating that poor girl. She was dangling her freedom in her face and she couldn't handle it. Yeah. I I can see it.
1: In my opinion, it was definitely Miss Appleyard because just the anxieties and everything's building up to her and she needs like a release. And like, she's so uptight. I guess she's drinking too. But like, that might even like, you know, like propel her to do something like this. Mm Because she really has a bone to pick with Sarah. It might be like due to class, it might be due to i don't know probably class but uh and like just her perception of her not being like a proper like lady because she is really like like she tries to like show herself as being like proper and like the 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 fine british gentlewoman
0: she is Mm -hmm. but uh and she also like when she tells i think miss lumley is she tells her or or the mademoiselle one of the two she kind of just like nonchalantly goes yeah, she's back at the orphanage. She, yeah. she returned to yesterday. That, too. So, like, I, if, if, it's one of the two. I, I'd believe either, you know. if
1: I can also see her, like, discovering the body and just, like, being happy and, like, not, like, like either, like, just not acknowledging it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, she might have known. But, yeah, I think that it's definitely those two options. Ken, what do, what do you think?
2: Let's get the tiebreaker in here because I'm leaning yeah, more yeah. towards. You're, you're saying, like, what I think, like, in my interpretation of how it ends? No, Sarah. Like, the death of Sarah, you know. Oh, just Sarah's fate. Yeah. Or, like, who, or, like, did she do it
1: herself? Or, like, how'd she end up in that, like, greenhouse? Oh, oh, I... Yeah, I definitely
0: think it was suicide, definitely.
1: You think it was suicide? Mm. Oh, man. I'm in the minority
0: now. Yeah. If someone came out and said one way or the other, I'd believe both.
2: I do like your take, though. I just... I don't know. It just seems like she was just her apathy, man. It was just, it was all in her face. Yeah. She was holding on to, to, to Miranda and Miranda's being gone was like almost like her, she's like, dang, my, my home girl is out. What am I here for? That's definitely plausible.
1: I, 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 I do think it can go either way. I, I'm leaning more towards the apple yard. I guess that's the reason why, I mean, I mean we're talking about hypotheticals
2: sense. that are like the movie's supposed to be like open-ended, but, uh, right. No, and I think the Apple Yard makes sense, too, because like I said, she was so disheveled. She 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 started to almost kind of like litter in a literary way, lose her humanity. And um, yeah. because of that, maybe it almost a monster came out of her and she just she just cracked. So I do I do mm-hmm. see what you mean by that.
0: She also just had it out for her too. Oh, yeah. like would. Basically, they really didn't give her a reason for her not to go to the picnic. And then she, she just a, made yeah, her...
2: Well, I think it was just she was a financial liability.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she, so she's like, during the picnic, she's you see her, she's making her sit down in a classroom by herself and recite poetry. That shit sucks. And she's like, not remembering it. Yeah. And she's like, not nah, do this.
1: Did you guys ever get like in trouble like that in school, like detention, and like had to do that bullshit? Not really. No, I was a not good really. kid. I did not... I- I had one detention my entire high school career.
2: Yeah, no, not until I, I didn't become a shithead until I was a senior in high school and I was going to college. I was kind of a shithead yeah. in a, in middle school just because I went to a Catholic school and it was like kind of like.
1: Oh yeah, that's like a rite of passage. Yeah, so like, no. I was just kind of like like acting out and like not even like that bad. It's just like I, at public school I probably would've been fine, but like it was just like an extra layer of rules there that I didn't want to follow. <laughs>
2: Because I thought they were stupid. She's yeah, a little anti-authority. I love it. Yeah, was a little young, little punk.
1: I was yep. getting into Bad Brains and Dead Kennedys and lashing out. Uh, but to get past Sarah, what do you think happened to the girls? I mean, I've got a few theories written down here. I think like at the end of the day, it's a mystery. And sometimes, like, I feel like the message of the movie is that sometimes things happen and that there are no answers. I feel like that's like what the What's trying to describe to us, or what's trying to like get, or what Peter Weir is trying to like, the message he's trying to send. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, not fun. What do you think <laughs> happened? I mean, do you think it's an alternate dimension they ended up in? Do you think they got frozen in time? I mean, do you think, I mean, if you want to get real outlandish, maybe alien abduction, perhaps?
2: I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Kent? I think they were on some kind of like LSD type stuff and then they just ascended. They're Maybe they, they, I think they might have tripped and then they just lost and then they like like kind of separated from their physical forms and then ascended into the astral plane. I don't know, because it's like where the <laughs> heck is where are your bodies? <laughs> I don't know. I mean yeah. they were licking those Australian
1: toads and uh send them to another dimension. Stop yeah. uh, the
0: toads. Here's here's a crazy theory. Alright, let's hear it. This is just something I I literally just came up with. And I guess I guess I already have a plot hole. Let them let mm-hmm. cook. They meant they mentioned the venom mistakes in, in ants so often that like that would explain the Irma and Michael being found but sick.
2: Oh. oh man, you're totally like, right, dude.
0: Like so I think there's okay, so when they um when they walk up, I mean obviously we went through the plot pretty quick, but as, as the as the audience when you watch the movie, it'll be there's obviously a lot more shots of just them walking and kind of like scenery and stuff. But like when they get up there, um, there's like the the soundtrack changes. There's like some like warbly like humming and stuff. So like there's so, there's something going on there, which I think I don't know, something ethereal going on with Miss, Miranda mystical in Marion. Yeah, with Marion. But I think Irma and Michael probably just got caught with the with the poisonous ants or venomous snakes. Do you think that's okay. why the teacher
2: tweaked out and started stripping? Oh yeah, maybe she was tripping.
1: She was hallucinating. Yeah, I mean, hey, does they come? I, I, on, does they come on the seventies? You know,
0: I don't know what happens when you get like poisoned or like get venom put in your body, but you probably start losing your mind a little bit, right? I'm sure. I'm sure. You probably get you might you might get hot. You know, also because yeah, they're fucking wearing these insane outfits and they're and they mentioned in the beginning of the movie they're rocking that, their British oh, pants. Yeah, they, they mentioned in the beginning of the movie it's, it's going to be hot and they're allowed to take their gloves off. So I wonder if. Miss McCraw got bit by something and got like super hot, started having a fever, and just decided to like strip, and that's why they found her with no pantalone. But I don't know, I don't know what happened to the to the two blondes.
1: Well, Miss she Ms., didn't, uh, didn't find her. Miss McCraw is still missing, right? Like, she the girl the just end. saw her. Strip. Oh, true. Edith, true. yeah, she's still around, right? Yeah, Edith made it out. Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of this movie has to do with like a loss of innocence too, because like before this. And uh, maybe it just, like, explodes out. But, like, before they, like, disappear, I feel like the whole, like, school is, like, very, like, orally and, like, almost, like, innocent. And, like, they're, like, still, mm-hmm. like, like they said, they're Botticelli angels. And, like, after they, after the incident, it's just, like, a complete loss of innocence. And, like, all hell breaks loose,
3: almost.
0: Yeah, like, mm-hmm. the opening shots is just them hanging out and, like, they're, like, I guess if they are college age, they're like a little older, but like they're still doing stuff just like brushing their hair, you know, doing like sing songy, reciting poems, po- poems and stuff. So like yeah, there's definitely some dance clans. There.
1: Did I just say dance clans?
0: Dance clans.
1: Dance clans. <laughs> you want dance clans. I like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't I don't have any theories for the, the three that never it's never showed up. I don't know.
1: Come on, aliens could have been.
0: Yeah, aliens. Do 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 snakes eat? They 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 could they could eat a body, I guess.
1: Yeah, what if there's like the hugest pile of snakes up on the on the hanging rock?
0: Maybe, and they just devoured them.
1: Are you guys afraid of snakes? Cause like I know like it's like the big things like spiders and snakes are the scary things with people, but
2: like I'm not really afraid of snakes.
0: It's it, I don't want to say it's just like a within reason for me. Like if I see like a snake in the garden like that, no, I'm not. That, that thing's chilling. Like, obviously, if I were to see, like, one of those, like a, like, a bubble constrictor, one of those fucking massive ones... Yeah, I feel like I'd, I'd be, be pretty re- jarring. I'd be reasonably afraid. Yeah, I'd be reasonably afraid. Because, like,
1: I think of Indiana Jones, and, like, he's, like, afraid of snakes, and, like, I'll, like, see a garden snake, I'm like, what the fuck, whatever. But, like, I guess, like, yeah. seeing one of those big-ass snakes in the wild would be pretty jarring. But, like, I'd be more afraid if I saw a crocodile in the wild.
0: Let's see, let's... Let me, let me look at mm-hmm. how big the snakes are in Australia.
1: I heard they have some cold ones in Australia.
0: True. I don't know, they have... An Australian scrub python that's 26 feet.
1: Okay, that's pretty big. A scrub. They
0: could probably eat. that could probably eat a person over time, right? They it went. The search yeah, went but whose ass is going to
1: go and get caught in a snake for that long? Like the whole thing is a snake like wraps you like. I feel like people are smart but enough they, to not get caught in a snake's mouth like that. But if
0: but if they were like if they were poisoned by ants, presumably they they. You wouldn't see that the ants were uh, You know, uh, you get bit by a couple ants. That could so you're
1: getting double teamed by snakes and ants.
0: Well, yeah. So like, so the snakes, or the ants, cause you to be like delusional, and you probably passed out on the top, and then the, then some snakes came up and eat, ate you.
1: See, I, I I buy an alien abduction before I buy a,
0: a <laughs> ant
1: and snake team up.
2: <laughs> Come on, <laughs> double team. It's it's an unexpected matchup. <laughs> we're going
1: in full uh, uh planet Earth at this point. I don't know I mean be, hey,
0: that'd, that'd, That's a great Great tag team though
1: it, it, it would be a great tag team The ant snake The ant snake uh, Treaty
0: who's, who's winning in a fight? A million ants Or like 30 snakes
2: Ants A million of them If they're biting Depends on the ant species But You'd be
0: surprised
1: at the outcome Actually a million ants Is probably not that much To be fair
0: yeah, I don't know what a million ants looks like. Like
1: it's probably like the size of like my bed or something like that. Probably not Maybe. that much. Oh. Three snakes is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> no thanks. I, I think we can ch- I think we can just chalk this up to uh it's a mystery. And I think that it's better that way almost, instead of uh yeah. trying to decipher what's going on. Which may not be uh as interesting than trying to uh have all these theories, but uh that's the joy of the movie. Yep. You can have your theories. Mm-hmm. So the, and that's what I like about an open ended movie like this. Not many of them truly allow you to have an open ended ending like completely like this.
0: I almost think if they were to like just explain in the, the narrator ending that like, oh they found the body, this is what happened. I think that would almost be worse. Yeah. It, it makes it
2: ru- a true mystery. It. It's it never gets solved. Yeah. It's it's up to interpretation. Yeah. It would ruin it all. Mm-hmm.
1: and it would ruin the it would it would take away the nightmarish horror aspects of this movie that like are there because if they Mm -hmm. if if they found the bodies and stuff it'd be a mystery like and it'd be like just a mystery movie or like a you know drama yeah because there would be a solution like now you have this horror aspect because you don't know like the ghostly like it could be ghosts you know it could be something like that yeah true so uh do you guys have any uh final remarks about picnic hanging rock i know i'm happy i'm really glad you guys enjoyed it uh it, it made me smile to hear that you guys
0: uh
1: <laughs> thought this was yeah thought this was a
0: banger have you guys ever actually been on a picnic
1: uh me and Lauren keep trying to plan one but we never end up going but uh once we probably move and stuff we'll probably get a good uh picnic going yeah uh, it's just hard to like prepare everything and like everything together for it to actually work and then bugs are annoying
0: yeah gotta love your fresh fruit
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: gotta look out for the poisonous snakes and venomous ants or i got that backwards i think
1: poisonous <laughs> snake. hey they're both they're both out there
2: um uh, no have
0: you ever been bitten by an ant i feel like yeah i don't think so.
2: you probably yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like we all have we're human you've been outside well i don't know some of you guys <laughs> have not been outside. not not y'all but you know some of y'all
0: listeners <laughs> I know some of yeah. y'all even touch grass. Some hey, every, everyone grass that doesn't well. listen to
2: this pod, everyone that
1: doesn't listen to this podcast has not been outside. Everyone that does has been outside. So,
2: you felt the touch of a woman.
1: <laughs> that too. They have a Botticelli angel of their own. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Love that.
1: Uh, yeah, picnic at Hanging Rock. Uh, what would you guys rate it out of ten? Let's hear it.
0: I don't know. If we're, I don't
1: know if we're doing ratings anymore. I don't know. Are what's, we ever doing ratings? Did we? I don't even remember.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I give it like eight popcorn buckets out of ten.
1: I get like seven and a half.
2: Yeah, I'm feeling like about a, about an eight. 7.8. Eight. I'm in between you guys. Yeah.
1: Look at this. Yeah. Mo- real movie enjoyers over here. All positive ratings. I feel like we've had positive ratings on pretty much every movie we've watched so far. Yeah. It's because we don't watch
2: we trash. We watch interesting stuff.
1: Hey, I mean, yeah. we'll throw some trash in here, everyone. So I'll I'll tra- just stay, keep, even, keep it interesting.
2: Trash can be tasteful, too
1: oh yeah i mean i love that i love a girl oh yeah robert rodriguez robert rodriguez
2: is literally that's like his whole shtick
1: hey he used to be a really good filmmaker and then he kind of i mean it's still good i mean come on
0: that movie's painful to get through though it's hard
2: shark boy specifically but you know spy kids one and two are
0: they kind of go hard they kind
2: of go hard the third one but the first two
0: not so much yeah
2: Steve Buscemi going goes hard in that second one actually. Steve Buscemi is a legend. You gotta love him. He's so good in Sopranos, dude. Unreal. Uh I haven't watched Sopranos yet. I just finished it. Get on yeah, it. I just finished it? Wow. Ooh.
0: Speaking,
2: have, speaking, speaking of ending with your own interpretation.
0: Yeah, what do you what do you think happened? What okay, do you think I'm, happened? I'm
2: putting the headphones down for a second.
0: Oh shit! Oh, I forgot you. Yeah, no, I'm
2: not actually gonna say. I'll just say, um, I don't know. The unexpected could, ha- could happen, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did, okay. Well, let me ask you this. This is, this is no spoilers. Did you like the ending?
2: I th- I did. I didn't think I was yeah. going to, but I did.
0: I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I know some people. I know some people didn't like it. I I kind of like it.
2: No, I I it, honestly, it was great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. man yeah. yeah and I thought I was gonna get sick of that song because I grew up playing hockey and oh my god oh
0: I know I oh know. my <laughs>
2: god that song <laughs> you just a like oh not this song again yeah okay um, don't stop funny.
1: believing I feel like it's like one of those cases where the song is actually good, but it's been played so many goddamn times. It's not good anymore. Mm. Yeah,
0: I think it's I think it's a case where it's catchy, but it's a bad song. No, I, I hate it.
1: It's a good song. It's well, a, it's well written. It's like single like.
0: Is it well written? Because what is South
2: Detroit? There's East and West Detroit. Hey. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is South Detroit downriver? Yes. Yes. I was born and raised in South, Come South Detroit. Come on. Born and raised in downriver. Down <laughs> Y'all
1: hate on downriver. Come on. <laughs> you should have been there, Buck Cherry, last
2: weekend. Should've it was Taylor. Was a vibe.
0: <laughs> We're doxing ourselves. Boy, and raised in Southland Mall. Hey. Southland Mall. That's the spot.
1: Did you guys ever go to Southland Mall when they had the dinosaur food court?
0: Oh, uh um, No. I've probably not. I've only heard it in tales. Lord. It
1: was so baller. It was like where the Best Buy is now, you know, like the big, like, glass, like, building. Mm-hmm. That used to be, like, a dinosaur food court with,
2: like, there's a dinosaur for a dick damn i hate modern minimalism bring back neon 90s maximalist malls oh, yeah southland mall used to have fountains and shit
1: southland mall is literally the most depressing place to ever walk in it
2: is so sad there's like three stores i feel like that place is just best buy and then like it's extension like it's not even yeah
1: there's like yeah. a hot topic yep. there's a box lunch there's a yep spencers and then like the billion different like you know like finish line type places In the makeup
2: stores mm-hmm.
1: boom in the makeup store and like forever 21 and h&m no more
2: Pramati oh, brothers they got rid of I that i forgot and then speaking since we're just kind of recording maybe, maybe we want to give a quick um modern well, let's do uh, let's take take do an actual the, uh, well i was just going to mention the uh the the strike that's going on oh yeah the writers and actors at this point writers and strike. actors because yeah. it's gotten to the point where i think the oppenheimer premiere Kind of had like somewhat of a walkout, I think. I'm saying, oh, really? Damn, or people maybe uh, I'm wrong, but I think it, I think they're like protesting currently. I, I, I was not aware of that. That's pretty insane.
3: Yeah,
1: use this time to uh watch some older movies, I guess. And like, I don't know, yeah, I mean, Hollywood is in dire It's not that bad. People, over okay, yeah. like the, how bad it is, yeah. but
2: yeah. Our TV shows just might turn into the CW a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. TV is pretty done. brutal right now. I'd say TV is in worse shape than movies at the moment.
2: Yeah, but it, you, there are some good shows out there always. There always. are definitely some good shows out there. But... Always,
0: yeah. Uh, are you guys watching The Bear right oh, now? Oh yeah, no, well, but I, w- yeah, I, I just finished it. season two. Oh my god, it's okay. I'm in the middle of it, and god damn, is it. Good.
2: Did you see? Mm-hmm. So I feel like the finale they made is episode six is like the finale in the middle of the season. So when you
0: get to episode
2: 6 I I,
0: I just watched that episode. Oh it, my god. Ooh. It changes the whole show.
2: It changes everything. It it will it kind of like it completes oh, the sh- you, you you all the questions you kind of had about the motives of the characters you get answered and
0: I know it's then crazy.
2: So. Yeah. Alright, one second. Margo sit. My dog just came
1: upstairs for some reason. Sit. Margo said let's watch the bear. Yeah. Oh so yeah, I need to watch it. I need to
2: get done with the Simpsons. That's what needs to happen. Bro. <laughs> pause Simpsons. ain't going the, anywhere because I literally put the no, Sopranos pa- on pause just to watch the bear I, real fast. I've got, I've got t I got I got 2 seasons left. Come on.
0: The the bear has two very short seasons. You could you can watch, watch it in the weekend, probably. honestly. Yeah, me, me and Adam just watched season one. Hey, if I do ago.
1: that, I risk another season of Simpsons getting added. And I want to say I'm done. <laughs> Good <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my God. But, uh, alright. Uh, crikey, mate. We've made it to the end of the episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go. Shrimp is on the barbie. I gotta get going. This is not even an Australian accent anymore. <laughs> I've gotta drink a fucking bloody neck style. I
2: love it, lads. I can't. I just. That's just I'm British. I mean, my favorite the ball,
0: baby. Baby. From <laughs> down under. Down down. Down. This, this is Evan. This is Kate. This is who? This is Patrick.
3: Uh, I, was,
1: I was making a joke, and it sounded like a <laughs> cock. Oh my oh, god. god. <laughs> hey, that'd be a fitting for an Australian episode. Uh, this is yeah. Trevor. Uh, the. Fuck, I need to come up with a good Australian nickname. The Dingo. The Dingo, mate. The Dingo, Trevor the Dingo, And, uh, who else we got in here? Ted the Wallaby.
0: Wallowing. Yeah. And I'll be, uh, I'm the Boomerang.
1: The
2: Boomerang.
0: And, uh, yeah, this is uh,
1: Fistful of uh, Vegemite. uh, hope you enjoyed. Fistful
0: of shrimp.
2: Fistful
1: of shrimp. I'm the Bobby. Alright. Peace out, y'all. See
2: ya. Peace.
1: listening to the fistful
0: of popcorn podcast for more fistfuls of fun follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok you can find these links in the episode's description tune in next time for more movie reviews and
2: company talking deals